please note, during this podcast, we will complete mindfulness practice at the end. We will warn you that it is taking place, but it might be advisable that when you hear us stating we are about to complete the body scan, that if you are driving or operating heavy machinery, that you do not continue to listen at this point. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for another Unum podcast. I'm Beth Husted, Wellbeing Manager at Unum, and I'm thrilled that we are focusing on mindfulness. I professionally actually have a lot of experience of the use of kind of relaxation techniques um, in terms of kind of the tense and release type stuff, and that's to manage fatigue and energy and peaking and troughing. But up until I actually met my guest Hayley, I was not a mindfulness convert. So firstly, I'd like to introduce Hayley. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hiya, my name's Hayley Strahorn. I'm one of the vocational rehabilitation consultants here at Unum. Um, I've been here for about a year and a half now. Um, And my interest in mindfulness first began when I started doing my bachelor's in psychology. um, And I learned about it then. Um, So I understood from my degree um, the use of mindfulness in terms of coping strategies Um, and from there I uh, started working at a government organisation from my homeland in New Zealand Uh, and I decided to become a facilitator when I started working um, there and from the the role that I was doing it was quite a stressful environment so I decided to to take it a little bit further and we started running sort of lunchtime sessions um, which we found really really useful in terms of coping and and things like that so yeah sort of took off from there. Ladies and gentlemen we have the actual FBI from (laughs) New Zealand in the house doing mindfulness for us today. So Hayley what I want you to do to start off with we're gonna I'm gonna ask you a few questions and then Hayley's actually kindly agreed to run through um, a body scan with us during the podcast today so what I really want you to do is tell me some truths and total misunderstandings about mindfulness because I know for one I wasn't really believing in it before because I just found it pretty airy-fairy not a proven technique but you totally proved me wrong with two pages of research, um, which was was really interesting and, and started to get me really thinking about the benefits of mindfulness and how you could apply it. So what do you often hear from people when you talk to them about mindfulness? So a lot of people believe that you need to be sort of sitting in a certain position. The most common one is sort of the lotus position. Um, so that's legs crossed, feet placed in opposite thighs. Um, but it's just it's just not true. So it is not the position that is important, but the attitude of mind that we actually bring to it. So you can practice mindfulness sitting, standing, walking or lying, and it is totally dependent on your comfort and the mindfulness meditation that you are completing. Another misconception is that it is a quick fix or a miracle cure. And a lot of people have spoken to me at how disappointed they were when they tried a meditation and they didn't feel any different or didn't notice any changes in themselves. So unfortunately mindfulness is not a quick fix and practicing it requires commitment which can be challenging. Um, it is through continuous practice that many people start to notice the benefits and a lot of employees that I've worked with in my role as a VRC who have been off work with anxiety or depression and have actually been practicing mindfulness regularly have commented that they have been able to manage stressful and anxiety provoking situations a lot better and many others have also noted improvement in their mood. So what these employees are reporting is all backed up in the research and a lot of the research that you've sort of mentioned as well um, that has been published in the last 10 or so years. So regular mindfulness meditation has been shown to decrease symptoms of anxiety, depression, irritability, as well as reduce the key indicators of chronic stress and that actually includes hypertension. 
So it has even been shown as effective in reducing the impact of chronic illness like chronic pain and can even help to relieve drug and alcohol dependence. It improves memory, reaction times and increases mental and physical stamina. It's even been shown to bolster the immune system and help fight off colds and flu. So overall, regular meditators are more content and happier than the average person. And this is of huge medical significance as positive emotions are linked to longer and healthier life. So I wouldn't class myself as a regular meditator. I have dabbled in the odd, <laughs> in the odd mindfulness. I, genuinely, since you got me lying down in an office doing a body scan, I have been a bit of a convert. And I've been trying to just be more mindful in every day. So I've been... Being a bit more aware, I go to conferences or events and I hear all about this and I don't want to be naive and ignorant about it. So I realised that you could do mindfulness in a variety of different settings. Mm. Obviously, you may just try mindful eating. It was a little bit too erotic to do in a group setting, rolling chocolate around your tongue and smelling it. But what I've been trying to think about is is how I can be more mindful every day. You said about putting it into habits um, and things like that earlier. I'm thinking about what I might be hearing when I walk, Mm. all the different noises that I can hear. If I take the dogs out, for example, I live near the motorway, so I could generally just hear the motorway. (laughs) But it's about not being on my phone, not checking messages and listening uh, to taking calls, etc. But hearing the sound of my feet and the sound of the wind and the birds and the train line nearby and the motorway. And similarly like all the different colours and stuff that you can see. So I'm not actively meditating, I'm not doing anything, but I'm taking in all of my surroundings, which I feel is kind of making those steps towards mindfulness. And and genuinely, I did feel a little bit stupid at first when I'm kind of walking down the street in London and I'm listening to the difference between the sound of a taxi or a bus. But it's surprising how easy it is to do Mm -hmm. and how much is going on around you that you're not aware of. So is it this kind of feeling of increased awareness that we're aiming for? Absolutely, yeah. So mindfulness is awareness, so it's cultivated by paying attention in a sustained and particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, and non-judgmentally. So by increasing our awareness to our senses, sight, sound, smell, taste and touch, which you touched on, we are bringing ourselves into the present moment, which is not often where we spend our lives. Many of us operate on automatic pilot, going through the motions of what we are doing, like being on the train. At the same time, we are lost in thoughts and the mind is busy with either rehashing the past or rehearsing for the future. Because of this, we tend to miss a lot of our lives. So in order to be mindful, we have to be conscious of our awareness. Yeah, yeah. it's so fascinating. I mean, obviously, I've been lucky. I've had my own personal mindfulness coach in you. Um, but I sort of talked about that I've you know, seen some apps, etc. How would you recommend someone starts the, the journey of mindfulness? Is there any apps or certain guidance? How frequently? Yeah, so, I mean, I would recommend reading up on mindfulness first. It's always really helpful to have a good understanding of what something is and what to expect. There is a lot of information out there, and I have always found sort of the NHS websites really useful, and there is one um, sort of on mindfulness there. So, you know, I think starting with that one would be really good. Um, There also are a lot of books on mindfulness, but I think there's the whole thing of, you know, which one do I Mm. I go for first? But none of them are wrong. They all provide, like, a really good overview of, of... 
of what mindfulness is, the background, where it all started. Um, so it's all about just selecting which one sort of looks right for you. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of them that include sort of basic mindfulness meditations as well, which is always really helpful too. So downloading a mindfulness app is always a really, really good step. And one that I've always found really helpful was the Headspace app. Yeah. Um, basically, it starts off with really basic mindfulness meditations, which I think people would find really, really helpful. It starts off with quite short ones and sort of gives you an idea and understanding of what mindfulness is as well. Um, another really good one is Calm. Um, so that one also starts off quite basically and sort of leads you into it as well. Joining a mindfulness meditation group can also be quite helpful for people and I think it is very dependent on people's learning styles so if you do find you know group sessions and things like that really helpful that could be quite useful for someone but as I say very dependent on people's learning styles. The other sort of guidance that I would provide is um, before starting mindfulness meditation it is always good to commit to regular practice so knowing when you're going to be doing it um, and sort of setting aside a certain amount of time for it as well. It just means that you are, you know, giving yourself that time to really commit to mm. it. So a lot of people will commit to doing it sort of in the morning. So as part of what they would normally do in the morning. So like before or after you brush your teeth. Um, so honoring that routine. So same time, same place. And it really just means that they are actually committing to it. Setting alarms is normally quite useful as well. Um, and the other really good sort of guidance I would provide as well is just being clear on your motivation. So why are you wanting to get into mindfulness? You know, is it to try and reduce your stress? Um, you know, so just, just really setting aside that. Um, yeah. motivation and really really knowing so what Hayley's going to do now if this is a good segue because you think you, the body scan is quite a good way of getting into yeah, it is. the it's, whole thing it's definitely a good introduction to meditation for beginners absolutely so Hayley's going to take us through the mindfulness I'm going to do it in the room as well and then once she's completed the session Obviously, you'll hear my dulcet tones afterwards, which is going to shock anyone out of any reverie they may be may be in. So, let's let's go for it. Hayley. Yeah, definitely. So there will be pauses throughout this body scan, so don't feel like we've just left you. It really is just so that you're able to, um, you know, really go through the body scan and, and really become quite aware. I'm getting myself comfortable. Definitely. Yeah. So in this practice, we will go over the entire body one area at a time, starting at the feet and working our way up to the head. It will take around 15 minutes and you're welcome to sit, stand or lie down, whatever is most comfortable for you. It is up to you if you would like to close your eyes or just lower your gaze. As you sit, stand or lie, just know that we aren't trying to get anywhere, we aren't striving to achieve any special state. The intention here is to spend time with each region of the body in turn, cultivating awareness of what's already here. We are not looking for anything special to happen, but allowing things to be just as we find them. So letting go of the tendency to want things to be a certain way or to judge how you're doing. Simply following along with the instructions as best as you can and whenever the mind wanders away, as it will tend to, bringing it back without giving yourself a hard time. So now, bringing your attention to the sensations of the breath down in the abdomen. Notice the stretching of the abdomen wall on the in-breath and the falling away on the out-breath, seeing if that's true for you. And now, 
gathering the attention and moving it down the body to the feet. Noticing what sensations there are in both feet when the attention arrives here. Sensations in the toes, heels, the soles of the feet, the top of the feet. If there are no sensations or if they are subtle, then just acknowledging this. This is your experience right now. There is no right or wrong way to feel. Simply allowing the attention to remain here. Taking a deep breath and on the out breath, letting go of the feet, letting them dissolve in awareness and letting the attention shift to the ankle and lower legs. What sensations are here? Perhaps fabric against the skin? Now taking a deep breath and on the out breath, releasing the attention from the lower legs and shifting to the knees, letting the attention rest here, not thinking about the knees but sensing directly what's here right now, noticing what sensations stay the same and what change. Taking a deeper breath and as you breathe out, letting go of the legs and moving your attention to the hips and pelvis. The right hip, the left hip and the whole basin of the pelvis. Then taking a deeper breath and on the out breath, letting go of the hips and pelvis and shifting the spotlight of attention on the back. Starting with the lower back. On an in-breath, expanding the field of awareness to take in the middle of the back, and then again to take in the upper back, including the shoulder blades. taking a deeper breath into the back and as you let go of the breath letting go of the back as well and moving your attention to the front of the body to the lower abdomen seeing what sensations are here as the attention moves to this region feeling sensations as you breathe in and out From time to time you may find yourself getting distracted by thoughts, daydreams, worries, or the feeling of wanting to hurry and move on. Feelings of boredom or restlessness may come, pulling quite strongly for your attention. When this happens, it's not a mistake, nothing has gone wrong. Simply take the opportunity to notice these feelings and distractions and acknowledge them. Perhaps notice how they are affecting the body, and without judging yourself in any way, 
bring the attention back to where you had intended it to be, now in the lower abdomen, breathing. Taking a deeper breath, and on the out breath, letting go of the abdomen and shifting attention to the chest. What sensations are here? Can you feel your breath as you inhale and exhale? Taking a deeper, more intentional breath into the chest, and when you're ready, letting go of the breath, letting go of the chest as well, and shifting the intention to the hands and arms, making the hands and arms centre stage in awareness now. Taking a deep breath and on the out breath, letting go of the hands and arms and shifting the attention to the shoulders and neck. What sensations are here? Have the sensations changed? Taking a deeper breath and on the out breath, letting go of the shoulders and neck and moving the attention to the face and head, starting with the lower jaw and chin. The mouth and lips. The nostrils. The cheeks. The sides of the face, the ears, the eyes, the eyelids, the eyebrows, the space between the eyebrows, the forehead. The temples, the scalp, and now expanding the awareness to include the entire body. Imagine to be breathing from the crown of your head all the way down to your toes and up and out again, noticing all the sensations of the body and allowing them to just be as they are in this moment. Now, just allowing some movement back into the body. So just start by wiggling your fingers and toes and just allowing yourself back into the room. Well, I'm zoned. <laughs> I'm done. Thank you so much for that, Hayley. Hopefully the whole session has given you a little bit more of an insight into 
mindfulness, how to get started, kind of facts and fiction. And then this is this is the kind of the body scan that Haley just did for us. That's what kind of tipped me over into thinking you can do this. Um, your mind can wander, but that's quite normal. You don't have to be really good at it to start off with and not have a, a wandering mind. And I think that was the biggest thing that put me off being a bit of a perfectionist. I want to do it and do it 100%. Mm -hmm. So all the little tips that, that Haley suggested, making it part of a habit, um, putting it in part of your kind of routine, setting alarms, and then the little things like, you can you can be mindful whilst walking along you can be mindful whilst um, sitting on the train for example I actually was at a session recently um, and it was talking about technology and the fact that we're always on technology all the time means that we're never off it so we never have the opportunity to be more creative or come up with more ideas or be more mindful and I just think that hopefully this has given you that opportunity is there any parting words that you'd like to, to share Hayley? Uh, no, but um, I mean, well, uh, as Beth has said, you know, you can make mindfulness as part of your, your everyday and it isn't just about using the apps and things like that. You know, you can always um, take note of, you know, everything that you do in everyday life. So as Beth was saying, you know, she, she does it as part of walking the dog. You can do it as part of washing the dishes, making a cup of tea. It really is just paying attention to the five senses. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get started, consider buying a book, reading the website, downloading an app um, and it isn't all about you know getting it right the first time it is something that takes commitment so yeah thanks Heidi so if you enjoyed this podcast make sure you share it tell people about it like it um, and thank you very much we'll join you for the next time thank you.